Well, here we are. We're talking with Adam Hansen, and this is Talking Luft, so it's a little bit more laid back. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast with Adam. Um, it was bloody good. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mitch. Always enjoy being in your company. Let's just get straight into this. Now, we're talking caps. We're talking caskets, cycling caps. Straight up, how do you wear your cap? Do you wear it backwards? Do you wear it forwards? Do you wear it brim up, brim down? Give me an... Every single way. <laughs> every single way. No, I'm serious. Every single way. So, you know, if it's too... If it's like I, I, I never really have always the, let's say, the proper clothing with me. Um, so sometimes I like just to grab... You know, it was a little bit chilly. You just grab a cap out of the bus. Mm-hmm. And if it's like that, I always have it backwards. Um, that's for sure. And then if it's raining, uh, yeah, I always face it forwards. And then if it's if I think it's not going to rain, like it's not raining, and I think it's going to rain soon, I have it forwards and brim up. Nice, I like so, it. I like it. That's all uses of the cap. What about to sign on? No helmet. What are you doing with the cap then? Are you just going without a cap, or are you wearing a cap up there? Um. If it's no helmet, yeah, and I'm wearing a cap that day, yeah, I'll wear it. Uh, yeah, wear it forwards. Actually, wear it forwards. Brim up or brim down. Brim down, I think. But having said that, there are photos of me with um, brim up. I'd like, yeah, I'm not so worried what people think of the way I look, so, so I'll wear it anyway. I like it. I like that you're just sporting every possible option with the hat. I like it. Very good. Good answer. All right, moving on. If you were to race in the era of no helmets and you just started racing in the, when it just finished, so you just missed that beautiful era, what would it have been? Would it have been a headband? Would you have just gone straight up hair? What would have been your choice? Would you have worn a sausage helmet maybe? You know, like when I when I look at the images and I look at the, the videos of these guys racing with no helmet, I just cannot believe it. And when you ask me something like this, like how, like how I feel now and how I know about, you know, our bunch sprints and how hectic it can be and all that. I, know. I cannot comprehend what these guys were thinking to do this type of racing with no helmet. And when you say, ask me a question like this, I just, I cannot give an answer. Like maybe, maybe back in those days, as you said it, you know, just after uh, in this time period, well, maybe, maybe I'd have a different answer, but I just... Like, I get scared when I ride, not scared, but yeah, maybe scared a little. Like, I live on a bit of a, like, I live on a hill, and if I go out my street and I go down the hill without a helmet on, I do not feel good, do not feel comfortable, because it's always been, uh, like, in Australia, and it's a law to wear a helmet, and I've always worn a helmet, just always worn it, and I don't know, I I just cannot imagine to not ride a bike without it. It's a weird thing. I totally agree with you. I'm watching some old Tour de France at the moment. I'm going through the 99 Tour de France. There's epic highlights. If you ever want to go and watch something awesome, Google search or YouTube search Tour de France 99 or 98 or whatever, and they do this awesome little rap. And I'm watching these guys, Chippo, O'Grady, McEwen. They're all sprinting with like backwards caps on and, you know. It's insane. It's mental, it's don't you think? It's mental. I'm like... <laughs> They're going, they're just going like 60k an hour. Like, they're going faster than we go now. How, I don't know. But they're just going no helmets, down to sense. It's just like... Uh, I, I can't, can't imagine. All right, so, so <laughs> you can't answer that one. All right, well, let's move on to the next one. Favourite race. It could be a race you've done or maybe a race you haven't done. Or maybe it's a race outside of the road era. It might be Crocodile. What's your favourite race? 
I have to say the Giro. I love the Giro. I don't know. I don't know why. I just no. I do know why. I just love the Giro. It's 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 such a passionate race. It's a real race. It's like like I love the Tour also because it's you know everyone's serious and um, everyone's in top form and that. But the Giro is just more passionate. You don't have the media hype like that. The Tour. It's more relaxing. It feels like the fans are more the the fans are more enthused about. And fans are more enthused about the racing. We're at the tour, it's more of a uh, people want to go to the tour because it's a tour, and the spectators and all that. Where at the duo, mm-hmm. you just have this different feeling when the people cheer for you. It's you know, <clears throat> like I always, I always think all the fans that go to the duo could name every rider in the peloton. Where at the tour, you know, mm-hmm. only one third of them would know each rider. So I, I rider guys would guys go to the tour just because it's the tour. So the Giro for me is more passionate. The roads are nice. I like how it's, there's always some drama at the Giro. Um, yeah, the Giro. Just, for me, it has, yeah. Nice. Very good answer. I like that. All right. Moving away from racing for a second. What's your drink? What's your go-to drink? It could be an alcoholic drink. could be a beer, beautiful wine, or something really obscure. Or it could be just something different. I don't really know. Maybe you're a kombucha man or just a straight-up <laughs> distilled water man. I don't know. What is your drink, Adam Hansen's drink? Um, you know, I have a bit of a whiskey collection. and Ooh. Yeah, and uh, the thing is I haven't drank alcohol for over, I think, two and a half years now. And so the whole top shelf in my um in my in my kitchen is just full of whiskey uh, and I, I and i've always been asked you know won't you get rid of it and i was like yeah but uh like i always enjoy just just tasting it sipping it so and whiskey lasts forever so i have so many different varieties in that and all the bottles are not not all of them open there's probably there's probably 10 bottles that are not open but all the others are open and you can't give someone an open bottle of whiskey. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so I, I, I just, yeah, I've always kept them. And um, so back in the day, it used to be whiskey. I used to love whiskey just with, um, you know, one rock in there. Uh, sometimes I'd uh, have it uh, without uh, ice and just put a few drops in there just to dilute a little. Um, my favorite mm. used to always be um, Hippopiki. Hippopiki, mm. uh, 12 years, yep. a Japanese one. Um, but now, now I, um, yeah, I think just, you know, I like a, a good sparkling water, actually. I'm a bit boring now <laughs> as I'm getting older. No, nice. No, everyone's got their, um, everyone's got their poison, as they say. So I like it. I like to hear the history. All right. Back to, back to bikes, racing or training. What do you prefer? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would always say training normally. Um, but at the moment, <laughs> cause of coronavirus, <clears throat> I think, uh, yeah, I, I I do miss racing, but I I would I love training. Um, I think that's why you know I could ride for another if I wanted to another two, three, four more years, such a, a, an old age because I just I can just train. I love training. Um, I don't get sick of it. Just love it. Just love being outside. Love you know where I live. I'm in the mountains, so it's I could do nice uphills and descents, and I just love getting to the top of a climb, exhausted, and then doing a full descent in a in a beautiful country without pedaling the wind. Just, yeah, I'm a trainer. Nice. All right, then. Crosswinds or mountains? Mountains. Nice. <laughs> I figured that was coming. What yeah. is your hardest or favorite training session? You can pick either. They could be the same thing or maybe they're completely separate. Hardest and favorite. I think my favorite, 
But we're talking purely training, right? Not not where where I'm riding or anything. Just purely training. No, just the actual session. Session. You know, you could be doing like you know ten by ten minutes at threshold. Yeah, so that could be your favorite. I thing. normally have like a um, when I'm in a routine and I'm let's say during the season, I always do like a three day, um, two days, well three days on, one day off, and it's usually a, a interval speed work first day, strength work. Um, block work second day and then third day long and then four day off and my favorite was always the first day so I'd always go out and I'd do um, five times uh, eight seconds maximum sprints with three minutes in between and then I'd have a little bit of break there and then I would go to a climb and I would do <clears throat> uh, just just a, a dynamic range of different intervals so I might do one time up where I do 30 30s, I'll come down. I'll do another time up where I do one minute on, 30 seconds off, and I'll come back down. And then I'll do like a, a strength block, and I'll come back down, and I'll go up easy, and I'll do that all again two times. And that would be, yeah. Wow. And then, um, yeah, and then that would be my, that just be my, like, pure intervals, that's it, and I'll just go home. And that'd be a full solid, yeah, a really, really, sometimes it's only, um, depending on the climb that I do. Uh, but sometimes it can be two and a half hours long, the whole session. And sometimes it can be yeah, four hours if I do the longer climb. So sometimes, yeah, if I do like Lisa Horror, which is a longer climb here, it's just about 40 minutes each time. So, yeah, it's, it can be a super hard, very hard session. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <clears throat> so so you, you choose the climb opposed to the time. Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm just doing 30 30s up the yeah. climb. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I have to do it, I yeah, like if I've got to do 30 30s for 20 or 30 minutes, yeah, I'll pick a, <laughs> a long climb, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not just like, I'm going to do 10 30 30s or whatever. It's like, I'm going to do the climb. And if it's 10 or if it's 12 or oh, if it's 11 yep. and a half, that's exactly. what it and is. Also, if I finish and I know, like, you know when you, I always I always start 30 30s on the 30. So, I, I like, because I like to finish at the one minute, if you know what I mean. So, Oh, so, nice. I so like I, that. I, I, I do the bottom of the climb, I hit 30 seconds, I start and I wait till 30 seconds and I start it. So I finish on the minute. And if I, I know if I cannot get to the, if I get to the top before the minute, then I have to finish that 30 seconds to the top. So it might be 40 seconds or it might be 15 mm. seconds. Um, so the last one is always, you know, the longest and hardest. But yeah, I, it's, or it could be it could be the shortest. No, no, no that's what that, that could be only yeah, no, a no, ten that, second. I mean. Oh it, no, no, know, yeah, yeah, it's the other yeah, way. So yeah, I have yeah. to finish it. I, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, great, that's awesome. All right, well then, when you're out on those days, or any other day, are you a coffee stop man? Or are you do you ever stop out on the ride? Uh not on a session like that. I'll never stop. No, no, no. But just in general. Um. Yeah, I do. Sometimes, well, you know, if it, the weather's good and I've got time, yeah, I like to stop and have a bit of a break. No, actually, I should say, yeah, I do. I do. I do like coffee stops. So so what do you get when you stop? Do you get, you know, a sweet or a savory snack? Um, yeah. And what what is it? <sighs> I was listening to Durbro's answer. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's... Oh, well, I just have an espresso and, um, yeah, I like if No, I should say sweet, actually. I should say sweet. And I generally swap at a swap. I generally stop at a, like a, uh, a raw cafe. So I have like a, um, a raw cake or something. And it's generally, I, like I always pick something like a tiramisu raw cake or a, um, yeah, some coconut flavor or caramel or 
I'm a huge sweet tooth, huge sweet tooth. Beautiful. All right. Well, then when your coffee, you already sort of said that espresso. Is that what you drink all the time? Are you espresso man or are you having something different at home? Are you having a milk coffee or are you having a filter coffee? What is your coffee of choice? Yeah, normally espresso. Um, do, do, like sometimes I make almond milk. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... If I make almond milk, I'll, I'll use I'll use that. A lot of yeah, it depends. Uh, sometimes I do have milk at home. So if it's um, okay, I'm vegan, so I don't have dairy milk. And if it's a good, because you need you need to have a good, um, let's say vegan, some type of alternative milk to make it uh, foam up really well. So if it's a good one, then yeah, I might have it like let's say one out of every ten uh, coffees. But no, nah, normally I like my espressos, just a bit hardcore. Nice. Well, fair enough. Are you a training? I'm assuming I already know the answer to this question. Are you a training with a group or an alone guy? Um, always, always alone. Always alone. I just, um, I just think you cannot. I shouldn't say this. I just think you cannot do a proper session with another person. In the sense where, if you got a specific, like if you train very specific, you know, everyone's got different body weights and uh, training zones, and this is very hard to do with someone else. If I have a, let's say it's a lazy period in the season or a build-up period where you're just doing junk miles, then okay, it's always nice to have someone. Uh, but I have no problem to do, yeah, five to seven hour ride by myself. No problem at all. Agreed, mate. Very much agreed. All right. Well, the next question, favorite training route. It could be something there. It could be something back from the old uh, Australian days or maybe somewhere around, I'm assuming it's going to be somewhere around there. Czech Republic, that is. Yeah, definitely here. So what I like to do is uh, leave my home, I turn right, and I sort of go through the all the small little back roads. I go over Andranik, and then I go to I go through Chladna, which is a very nice area here. And I sort of ride through the golf course, and I go over um, a climb called Pustevni, which is a pretty long climb. And it's a uh, it's a beautiful climb because it's pure hot mix and cars are not allowed on it, so there's no cars. And then down the other side, and I go over Solan, which is my probably one of my other favorite climbs here. And then I'm just on the border of Slovakia. So normally I would meet uh, Peter Martin, Bellets, these guys. They used to live. Oh, they, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they live just over there. So normally I would meet them somewhere there, and we'd ride the whole valley, and then I'd say goodbye to them at. Um, at their place, Kurtka, which is another climb. I used to ride up to that climb and say goodbye to them. And then I'd just go back. Um, I do have to go into Slovakia to do a loop through Bila, which is a famous uh, ski area resort here, skiing place um, in the winter. And then, yeah, past Chansa Dam, which is, uh, yeah, water uh, here, where we get our water from. And then that brings me back into Ostrovice and then just straight back to Freeland. How long is that loop? Sounds epic. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's about, oh, depending on your form, <laughs> say five, just over five hours. Just, it's yeah, a right. Decent amount of climbing. It's it sounds it sounds like I'm just envisioning like winding through these nice forests, like ep- big climbs, but not epic, epic climbs. Just sort of enough that you can just get over and enjoy the climb. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really like we have this super hard climb here. It's incredible hard, and I don't normally do it so much because it's just it's too hard and too long, and you just it's like you're just doing um, strength work the whole way up. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm serious. It's 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 um yeah, it's it's pretty hard. I I would have to say it's one of the hardest. I'd probably put it just behind um uh, Zocalan climb. 
No. Yeah, it's seriously, it's 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 because it's eight point six kilometers, and it's just from the bottom to the top, it's just straight up, and it's how uh, often do you do, how often do you do this climb? Not so much, only because like the the route I just explained before, there's once you go there, you sort of go away from the city area, and um, and then there's just so so many climbs to choose from. There's just there's so many climbs. Where if I was to do the biggest climb here, Lisa Horror, I, I have to ride in the opposite direction, and it takes me. I'm not going to say 40 minutes to the bottom because that's not really true because it's a long way before you get to the the real start. So it's always. So maybe it's 20 minutes to the real bottom and then it's 20 minutes to the, and you climb the whole 20 minutes before you get to the, the official, what I call the official start and everyone else calls the official start. And then from there, um, it's, yeah, it's just like when I do this climb, I only do that climb. I ride to that climb. I do it maybe twice or three times. Um, I think I've done it six or seven times once and then I come back. But I, I never do that climb and do something else afterwards because you just, I don't know, you just ride so it's far so away. Far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the climb is right next to me. Um, so, but the thing is, this the road part is on the other side of the mountain. And that's why it takes so long. You got to ride all the way around the mountain. This is why it's so frustrating. So you ride all the way around the mountain, and then you do your repeats up there if you if you want to do repeats, and then um, you come back. People, you come all the way back. Yeah, people when they do Can it, you... it's very famous. When people check people do it, they spend literally the whole day just to go up this mountain. Like it's it's really. God. You see people walking their bikes and everything up there, and it's uh yeah. It's a cool climb. They, they used to do right, a hilltop we... finish in the Peace Race. You know, remember the Peace Race? Like, I, I, I do remember it. I don't know much about it, but I just remember the, the name of it. Yeah. Um, used to be a famous race yeah. throughout Europe, and the, there was a hilltop finish here, like back in the communism days. It was a harder stage in the Peace Race. All right, well, moving on. What's your favorite cheat meal? Um, it could be your go-to celebration food. You know, like you've done one of these hard sessions, and you're just like, you know what? I deserve it tonight. Or it could just be like, you know what? I'm at day 30 in quarantine. I'm just going to go into it. I like how you said like you cheat me always. Like, yeah, today I deserve it. I think my cheat meal, I'm, I never deserve. It's uh, like if I was to say like uh, half a kilo of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, like there's, there's no session where you say, yeah, today I deserve this. Like I can never have half a tub. It's got to be the whole tub. And that would be... That'd be my um, definitely my cheat meal, but never I could ever say, "Yep, my uh, four hours of training justifies this." Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's like four thousand, four and a half thousand calorie tub. What <laughs> uh, what what what, what flavour of Ben and Jerry's then? Well, they got a vegan option, and like it is sensational. Like it is just unbelievable. There's um there's a few good ones I like. There's uh what is it? It's uh there's a coconut caramel and banana one. There's a um, caramel cookie cream or something. Mm. There's, there's heaps, but those two are probably my favorite. But what I do say, <laughs> they have vegan magnums, and that's that's when I can say, okay, today I deserve one. But I never deserve a Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer I wanted. Perfect. All right. A little bit of tech before we finish off. What's your best bike? What is, and I guess you've got to be somewhat sponsor correct or maybe not. You're just going to go, you know what? If I could choose any bike, this is a bike I would have. This is a bike I loved back from the old days. Could have been that T-Mobile bike back in the, back in the day. My best bike. Um, I have to say, and I, and I know 
people won't believe this, but the Ridley Helium with disc is a is a beautiful bike. It is it is really a nice bike. Um, is it the best bike for racing? I would say no. I would pick the rim brake version because it's just as good, but it's so much lighter. But to train on disc is so nice because discs just work perfectly. Um, but racing, I'd prefer the rim brake version, which we, we can't do. So in some sense, that's my probably best favorite race bike. But at home in Cairns, I have a, um, a Zip 201 2001, which mm. is one of those um, beam bikes that it, it's now UCI illegal. So it's one of those um, boomerang bikes. Mm. And, and uh, to me, this was, I remember when I got this, I was so excited. Like I, I was never so excited to get a bike because I knew I had the fastest bike you could ever buy. And I remember the first ride, I was just, it was just so fast. It was so fast. It was faster than any other TT bike I've ever ridden, still today. And you, do you cost- still reckon it's still faster now? Yep. Even yep. with all the technology? Yep. Yep. If you put on the same handlebars, same wheels, it is still faster. Why? It why is. Is it, why does that make that bike so fast? <clears throat> it's so early in its time compared to now. Well, it's, it's, that's why the UCI banned these bikes. The, the boomerang bikes are. There's literally, when, when you look at the Zip in particular, because when you're looking at the, uh, a lot of the, the beam bikes today, and um, uh, I think Cervelo has one at the moment also, the problem with this, even Cervelo's one is, yes, it's, it's technically a beam bike, but it's more like a top tube with a seat post, if that makes sense. It goes more horizontal and then you have that seat tube. Where with the Zip bike, the, the seat post went directly from the headset straight to your seat like in, in, the, in uh, the shortest distance possible. So when you're looking at from side view, you cannot, you, it looks like you're sitting in air. There's really nothing underneath you and the whole wheel is exposed and it's just, yeah, it's, it's missing so many beams. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's, to me, it's also nice to look at out of the future. I like the, um, and it's retro. It is retro. It is. It's like, it's almost like this combination of both of those. It's like the car out of Back to the Future. It's like, oh, exactly. Yeah. It's futuristic, yet it's still retro. You know, it's like, yeah. And also, also when people see it, they don't even know what it is. They're like, Zip made a bike. I'm like, yeah, Zip Zip used to make bikes. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool when you, um, yeah, people have no idea about it. Well, given the, the current time, I don't know if I'll uh, have this question for much longer, but maybe it could be a good question because people actually learn something out of it. What's your quarantine revelation? What is something that you've, I don't know, you're doing, you've rediscovered or you've started doing? What has this time, this last two months of quarantine, give or take, what is... What is What's your revelation? What, what, have you, what have you got coming out of this? Um, in some ways, I love this quarantine. I think it's nice that um, you put people on hold a little and they can catch up on life. I think in today's world, it's so fast. Everything's happening you know, at such a fast rate. And it's just so nice to be, I just have the world just put on hold and you can just, I can just catch up on all the things that I wanted to do that I never had time to do. Um, and just to... Yeah, finish off all those things and clean up those rooms that needed to be cleaned that you never had time to do and mm. build the little projects you wanted to build and yeah, just to yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's I think people need this and and 
But I think I needed it, and I think uh, I think it's good for people in some in, in some ways. Maybe not for too long, but <laughs> but um, I don't think it's bad. Mate, that's awesome. Well, thanks for coming on Talking Luft. It was just a little insight. Um, always love chatting to you, mate. So thanks again for coming on. Thanks you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, there we go. There's another Talking Luft. It was a pretty good one this week. I love catching up with Adam and. The podcast that I recorded, which is on the Cycling Podcast, was done way back in January at the Tour Down Under. So I actually caught up with Adam this week to get the Talking Luft, and um, it was bloody great. Great to catch up with him, have a chat in the quarantine times, and um, just have a laugh with him. Always really interesting stuff to talk about. If you guys haven't been across or are still wondering well the merch store is still open we're still shipping so go across there help yourself there we're going to put some new products up in the next couple coming weeks seeing as summer's around the corner we thought we should uh maybe take the beanies down and get some uh, more summer apparel up there so check that out and stay tuned lots of podcasts coming up more talking luft get across the cycling pod to hear our regular pod if not Stay tuned for this in two weeks' time for another Talking Luft. Cheers, guys. Cheers.